is it possible that you are maybe too hard on yourself? Years ago, I watched, I believe it was a TED Talk, and for the life of me, I cannot find this. So if you know what I'm referencing, please send me a message at superawesomemix on Instagram or samer at superawesomemix.com for email. I would love to know and find it again. But I believe it was a TED Talk, and in it, the speaker was highlighting a scenario that she went through. So she was describing a time that she was going to go on a date, And unfortunately, her date never arrived. And that was that, you know, I mean, she had this planned date and person never showed up. So she goes out with a friend and she's telling the friend what happened that, hey, you know, my date was a no show. And the friend proceeded to tell her that, of course, they didn't show up. You know, who would want to go out with you? You are overweight. You're not attractive. You're unsuccessful. And she just started to berate this person with all these awful negative things. And of course, at this point in the TED Talk, the audience is horrified, as I imagine anyone would be hearing a friend talk to you that way. Why would you keep a friend like that in your life? Someone who is so mean to you and so destructive and just tears you down when really you just need love and support and you probably would want someone to tell you, like, this is not a reflection on you. This is maybe not even a reflection on this other person. Like, you don't know what happened. Why are you jumping to the worst possible conclusion that this person didn't show up because there's something wrong with you? And the real aha moment, which maybe you've already worked out, is that this was not a friend at all that she sat down to talk to. This was her talking to herself. These were her thoughts in her brain as this person did not show up. She started to say all these awful things about herself. There's absolutely no kindness in her words. She made herself the problem, and it's brutal to hear that. But I think we do that to ourselves all the time. I'm certainly guilty of it. When something suddenly doesn't go my way or I didn't do as well on something as I wanted to, immediately I start to attack myself and make myself feel so small. Why do we do that? A big part of it is we're kind of trained from a young age to seek perfection. Schools really, you know, were always graded ever since we're a little kid, and you always want to be at the top of your class. You always want the best possible grade. We are always kind of placed in a, in a sense of competition. The other thing that's happening is that there's like two biases in our brain that work in tandem and do a real number on us. One is our negativity bias, which we've discussed on the show before. We tend to seek information that is negative because negative information from an evolutionary standpoint kept us alive. Negative information could be, hey, there's a lion over there that's about to eat me. (laughs) That's really important negative information to know. Thankfully, at least in New York City, there's not really lions that are around the corner about to eat me. So I don't need to walk around with that fear all the time. But our brains don't know that. Our brains are still kind of in that old space where we're constantly scanning our environment for negative information because it it thinks it's trying to keep us alive. The other bias at play is the confirmation bias, where we tend to seek information that confirms what we already believe to be true. So if we're walking around thinking that we are not that great, 
We're constantly looking for information that confirms that we are not that great. And our brain is happy to pick up that information because we like to be right. So we're like, see, I knew it. I thought I wasn't great. And here's this information that I'm getting that tells me I'm not great. All is confirmed. I knew it. This is a very common thought pattern. This again, is these two biases that are in our brains that kind of fuel each other and get us spiraling down this like negativity rabbit hole. And that's why we end up, let's say, going on a date and the person doesn't show up and we are, you know, hurt and our, so our negativity is seeking that out. And it's like, oh no, this was a bad situation to be in. Look, you're feeling really crummy. And then our confirmation bias picks up on kind of language that is embedded in our brain from our society being like, you're not good enough. You aren't strong enough. You aren't pretty enough. You aren't this enough. And the two combine and you end up just being so harsh on yourself. The lesson here and what has really helped me whenever I find myself in these negative self-talk loops is to do what this woman's TED Talk, I think, suggested, which is make yourself a friend to yourself. It's funny, we tend to apologize for ourselves in certain scenarios and blame others in those same scenarios, but then we do the opposite whenever it's convenient to trash ourselves and we blame ourselves and we apologize for others. I'll give you a quick example. When we are cut off in traffic by someone else, we tend to be mad at that other person. How dare they cut me off? What a jerk. When we are the ones doing the cutting off, we tend to okay it because we're like, no, no, I'm just doing it because I have a family emergency. I really need to get home or I'm super late to an interview. I'm doing whatever it takes to get there. And we apologize for ourselves. But when someone else is doing it, we're like, no, screw you. You suck. <laughs> but then the flip side is true, right? Like whenever we are stood up for a date, we now berate ourselves and we make the other person, you know, we, we don't blame them. We blame us. It, we're very not good to ourselves sometimes, humans. <laughs> it's rough. But so in that scenario, make yourself a friend to yourself. Don't be that person showing up in her scenario being so rude because you would never want to keep someone like that in your life. I, I would hope not. That's so abusive. You would want someone to sit across from you and say, hey, I'm sure it's not you. I'm sure they didn't show up because they suddenly decided you weren't good enough. Maybe they had an accident or, you know, or maybe some kind of emergency that prevented them from coming. You don't know that yet. Like maybe that's your first thing is to find out what went wrong. Step two, you know, even if you want to, right? Step two is to understand that one day, one bad day, one person showing you, you're standing you up does not mean you are not dateable, does not mean you're not lovable, does not mean that you aren't still the same great you. And all these like supportive, loving words of kindness and things that are going to make you feel better. We tend to have an easier time when we project advice coming from a different person in our minds versus us telling ourselves that, if that makes sense. In other words, make again, make yourself a different friend talking to you. What would you want a friend to say to you? What do you imagine your closest friend or your family member or your spouse or whoever is in your life? If you have a dog, what do you imagine your dog is telling you? Your dog loves you, right? Like your dog is not going to, it's not going to tear you down. 
So be your own best friend in this situation. Pretend that you are not Samer talking to Samer. You are like your friend Bob talking to Samer. And Bob is awesome. And Bob is going to be like, Samer, it's not your fault. You are still awesome. And that's going to help reinforce a different bias, right? Like you're going to start to get better at confirming a positivity bias that this is just a standalone incident. This is not a reflection on you. You know, maybe even you hope that this other person's okay and, and there wasn't an emergency and that's why they couldn't show up. And you get a little bit better. It's going to be a muscle that you're going to work on where the scenario is not the end of you, but the scenario is just an unfortunate situation and you can feel bad about it. Yeah, like no one wants to be stood up. I'm not saying not to feel bad, but don't attack yourself. Don't make yourself out to be the reason that this happened and be mean to yourself. Like investigate a little bit more, be curious about it and try and find out. So the song of the week is on the same theme, which is to shake things off. So of course, it's got to be Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. I mean, this song had to appear at some point in the history of this show. And in it, you know, she's talking about haters out there, like external ones that are going to be mean to you and say awful things to you. But sometimes we are our own worst hater. And so that version of you that is hating on yourself, you got to shake it off. You cannot let that voice dictate your choices. That voice comes from a place of fear. It comes from a place of trying to protect you. It's a little misguided at times. And so you got to kind of thank it and be like, thank you, little version of me that is being mean to me, but I don't need your energy right now. I need supportive energy. I need the kind version of me. I need my friend Bob over there, <laughs> whoever that whoever that friend is in your head. So. When the haters are going to hate, you just got to shake it off and keep going. 